<laughs> Welcome to another episode of Masashi R&D Sessions. Today, today, I am pumped for today. This is probably my favourite topic. Your t- favourite topic was amino acids. What? Mine is <laughs> mindset and motivation. You said this about three times. No, this is definitely, <laughs> this is 100% my favourite topic. Yeah, we've had... 12 special shows, but this is the most special. This one. is the <laughs> most special. We've had 13. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Look, everyone talks about the the need for physicality and athleticism in, in sport and health and fitness and all that sort of stuff. But quite often we forget about the mind, the power of the mind, mental toughness. So, like, I, I'm the first to put my hand up and say I am not the strongest guy in the gym. I don't ever claim to be. I'm not the baddest dude on the mats, but I got a black belt in discipline and motivation. I can tell you that right now. I, I don't think I've missed a week worth of training in 25 years. And you ask anyone at my um, jiu-jitsu academy, I'm on the mats more than anyone. So I think this is, this is like a pretty passionate topic for me, like mindset and motivation. I'm a pretty disciplined person. And um, hopefully we can pass on some sort of wisdom and some tips and tricks to instill that enthusiasm and discipline into other people's um, yeah. training regimes. No, nah, I mean... Um, Your turn to talk. Sorry, I got off. I was, I was on fire then. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what a start. I mean, um, <laughs> but but motivation and mindset is the most important thing. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit motivated. <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> but with your, with your training, you are... Like, that is, that is something that... Like, I think in all areas of our life, we, we come and go with our motivation... But for us, I know that training is a staple. Like we are in the gym on the days that we need to be in the gym at the times we need to be there. Yeah. And doing, we're pretty goal focused. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, um, when you see guys with big muscles, somebody in good shape, uh, you know, there's no shortcut to it. It's, you know, a badge of honor of hard work because you don't work, nobody woke up like that. You know? Well, there are a few shortcuts, there but we won't go there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, if you, if you st- stay on the way, the, <laughs> the road, you know, then you know, there's only one way to, um, to get there and it's hard work and consistency and dedication. So we'll look at some um, tips and tricks to, to help you stay motivated and help you stay disciplined. You're, I know but you being a philosopher. I'm a philosopher. so You're going to go deep. We're going to go really deep today. But before that, oh. <laughs> we've got a little game. Well, not a g- <laughs> I make the games up around here. Yeah, well, last week, you know, I was doing these shots of pre-workout Yeah. Uh, because I have a tendency to say things like that. And things like that. Um, you nearly died last week. I almost died. Like, uh, I was actually unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> you might die today, Ross. You were definitely jittery. Yeah, I'll well, give you that. You're not going to be jittery today. You might be uh, a solid block afterwards because... A solid block? I'll take that. Yeah. Every time you uh, interrupt me, <laughs> <laughs> which is your tendency, you're going to have to eat. <laughs> what is, what's in the special box of goodies over there? I thought this box was just for show. Yeah. Well... It's a P45 <laughs> Oh, a nice light eat bar. Maybe I see you've good. chosen. You didn't go for our wafer. You went for the high protein. So, you know, P45 bar, 45 grams of protein. That's about one and a half chicken breasts per bar. Uh, 1,400 kilojoules. I, I, love, I love a couple of P45s um, every day, but five in a row. So we'll see. Are we doing a whole bar or are we doing half a bar every time he interrupts? We'll start with a whole one. Start with a whole? Okay, okay. No, we'll go half. We'll go half a bar. <laughs> Okay, 20, 22.5 22, grams of protein mm-hmm. per interruption. 
Think of it as a reward. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Just waiting for my moment to talk <laughs> yeah. without interrupting. You're going to get a very silent me in this podcast then if this is the game. Oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly how I was yeah, last week exactly. Now I know how you feel last week mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be playing these games anymore <laughs> Actually I've got something special planned for you next week though Uh yeah. oh I thought this was Nothing end. bad though It'll be, it'll be something fun uh, Okay Well yeah If you hear the horn Turn the, turn the snack you in charge of the horn again? I did charge of the horn You're pretty critical on the horn though Like you, yeah. you're horn happy Very no, I'm tr- trigger happy yeah. Horn happy sounds a bit weird, doesn't Horn it? Dog. Yeah, horny. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> back. <laughs> hey. Anyway. Back to the topic. Okay, so uh, mindset and motivation. It's uh, it's key. Yeah. How do we, how do we tackle such a big topic? Well, um, you know, I like to break things down into um, things that make them easier to understand. I I think I think of mindset and motivation. There's two ways to look at it. You know, your long term motivation and your short term motivation. Like, um, <laughs> you're looking very, very, <laughs> looking really at me very patiently, this. but, um, you know, um, when it, when it comes to long-term motivation, if you have goals, things like that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get, what? Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Eat. No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 He had his turn last week. <laughs> um, I thought we trained that out of you. Yeah, I thought we did. <laughs> if you have goals, etc. <laughs> Uh, then, then you know that's going to be a motivation to keep coming to the gym, no matter what your goal is. You know, you're, you're training to look good for a girl, training to look good um, for a music festival, you're training for the Olympics, you're training, you know, just to set a PB in the gym. Whatever. If you have a goal, you um, tend to stick to things a bit better. I 100% agree, and that that's it's finding out. Everyone's got a different goal. It could be sports related, could be health related, could be weight loss related. You constantly need to remind yourself why you started on this journey. And I think if you can keep coming back to that, it's very easy to get distracted and sort of lose track of time and things take over your life and eventually sort of training and and I was about to say and things like that. (laughs) Um, They drop off. They're the first things to drop off. But you need to consistently remind yourself why you're doing this. And those goals may change as you go on, but... You need to keep reminding yourself and setting goals is super important. And it sounds cheesy, sounds like some sort of Tony Robbins motivational talk, but it's not. You need to set yourself a goal and and keep coming back to that goal. And, you know, after you set your goal, um, don't keep it a secret. You know, once you you tell people about your goals, you kind of put some skin in the game, as they say. Uh, You know, you you put it out there. So you kind of, you know, putting yourself on the line. And, you know, if you say, I'm going to bench 100 kilos by the end of September, and you keep telling your friends that, and you know, you're gonna try hard and and you know prove prove yourself right. Agree. Again, the more people that know your goal, the more accountable you are to that goal, and it, um and and get those people to hold you accountable. I know sometimes that can be confronting, and it could be seen as shaming if you're not coming to the gym or whatever. But m- some people need that sort of motivation. You see it all the time, like especially in gyms, people join up after the new year. You get that big sort of February rush. Mm. or after after Christmas rush and then the gyms are packed and then a month later the gyms are empty. It's always the first thing to go. And I think before you start setting yourself like athletic goals, like benching 100 or whatever it is or squatting a certain amount, I think you should set yourself some calendar goals. 
And this is the first thing I, I always say to people is book in your training like it's an appointment, like a work appointment. Like you don't go to work and then all of a sudden you've got an appointment at two o'clock and you just don't show up for it. Yeah. You can't do that at work. So why are you doing that with your own life and your own health and, and your own sort of own achievements? Yeah. You don't do it at work. Don't do it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, making yourself accountable and prioritizing what needs to be prioritized, right? You know, um, back in the day, it used to be quite hard to go to the gym on a Friday night for me. Like, you know, I'm a sociable guy. Like to like to socialize with my buddies. I thought you'd be in there just for the pump before you go out. Well, then you know, um, I used to squeeze in these Friday workouts no matter what. You know, before before catching up with the friends and things like that. Buys, buys <laughs> Mate, lucky this, lucky this. <laughs> this is not games on him. To exactly. Um, but but yeah, you know, setting the priority, making training a priority before you know the playing PlayStation or whatever it is. Definitely. And like after 20 something years of training, I still have in my mobile phone booked as a calendar appointment, the days and the times that I'm going to train. Not that I look at it, but it's just so I feel accountable. Like on this day, at this time, I'm going to train no matter what, no matter if I'm tired, no matter if there's stresses in my life, no matter if work's killing me, I've had no sleep, the kids are annoying me, whatever. I'm training at that time, no excuses. And and if you waited for the perf for all the stars to align for you to feel perfect before you go train, which a lot of people do, I got to feel like I got plenty of energy. I have to have heaps of sleep the night before. I got to be getting on with my partner. I have to have three meals before I train. If you waited for all those stars to align every time you train, you'd never train. Yeah. Book it in. Train when you're gonna train. Yeah, you know it's it's very easy to find um, an excuse not to train. But it's, you should think about it d- differently and find a reason to train, you know. Um, defeat these excuses and find a reason. What are some of the common excuses? Uh, What's the biggest one? The biggest one is I don't have time, right? 100%. And if you ask anybody that doesn't train or uh, isn't committed to, you know, a regular training program, the first thing is I don't have time. It's true. And um, I got an answer for that. There's always time. There's always time. Make your workouts shorter. Don't make them such a chore. And I'm experimenting with a few people at the moment that have that, they are genuinely busy people and they don't really like spending a lot of time in the gym. I'm actually experimenting and doing 10 minute workouts with them. Yeah. So it might be... 10 minutes. You're doing 10 minutes, just cardio? 10 minute workout. So there's a little bit of a warm up, but say it's leg day, for example, you're just going to squat. You're going to do five sets of 10 reps squat Mm. with minimal rest. Yeah. There's your workout for the day. You add that up over the week, you've mm-hmm. done five, six sessions, you've covered your whole body mm-hmm. and you've got f- five working sets of, of, um, of certain exercise per body part. Mm-hmm. Guess what that's better than? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. 10-minute workouts. Like I know it seems shit like and you hear all those 10-minute those ab routines and stuff like that, but it is, it's mean, better than you doing… You mean those 10-minute ab routines don't work? <laughs> Those ten minute ab routines, ab routines are amazing. Yeah, I know. You can't but spend they, more than ten minutes on abs anyway. No, they get opinion. those workouts get shorter and shorter. It's like a yeah. marketing thing. But genuinely, if you don't have ten minutes in your day to spare, something's wrong with the way you set or structure your day. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, there's so many ways to exercise. And you know, now that everybody's been trapped inside for long, people have been coming up with creative ways just to work out from your lounge. You know, the biggest, don't, the don't bi- find an excuse that gyms are shut. Agreed. 
Oh, I stopped. I pulled back. <laughs> don't matter. Don't matter. What? Let's go. Let's go. Get busy. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go peanut give, butter I flavor. I give you variety. <laughs> what do we got? Milk, chalk, brownie, peanut butter. Oh, there's about six different flavors. You gave me two. Yeah, well. <laughs> we could have done one. Okay. Peanut butter. I'm don't, a, don't find the, So how many excuse. do I have to eat? You're going to have to listen to me chewing in the microphone too. Of course. Disclaimer, these are delicious. They are just very, very heavy. They're heavy because they've got 45 grams of protein. Name mm. another protein bar with that much. Well, if you finish all five, you'll have 220 grams of protein. Wow. Well, you're going to have to keep talking because I'm yeah. eating. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll watch you chew for the first time. <laughs> no, but um, like, like you were saying, you know, uh, finding an excuse, <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. It's easy to find an excuse that you could have, you know, copped out of eating these protein bars. I think a lot of people drop out as well, not just because of time. They find that they get bored with their workouts after a while. Yeah. That's why I always, I always recommend work with a personal trainer or find yourself a gym buddy. Yeah. What we used to do back, like I train by myself now, but back when I had training partners, I'd let the, my training partner pick the workout one day. I'd do what he, he wanted to do. The next day I'd pick the workout and if it was a different person, and you just sort of rotate, you're getting, look, you might not be sort of hitting strength, might not work in powerlifting, yeah. but for what I was doing, it gave you a really good variety of exercises and you might find an exercise that you weren't even aware of and it just keeps it, keeps the variety there. I think that's another thing people struggle with, it's the same routine over and over again. So mix it up. Yeah. And you know, um, everybody you ever meet knows something you don't. You know, all, all everybody that trains, everybody that goes to the gym, is probably you know experimenting something you might not have experimented with. So it's always good to, uh, well, it's always good to bump heads and get some advice. But uh, there's a lot of a lot of bro science, a lot of fake news out there mm. when it comes to training advice. Um, you know, the other thing about um, the other excuse related to no time is no energy. You know, but if, if you got if you have energy to walk around your house, to stand up, you have energy to exercise. You know, that you could just go for a walk. You could. Do any increment of exercise. It doesn't have to be a professional training program, like mm. some of us do. Um, but you know, um, if you're even more advanced, you know, getting a good program, uh, laying out your planning your program, you know, over weeks. This is how um, you know most powerlifters do it. They plan it, your training four week blocks. You know, they look at the whole year. The, the best athletes don't look short term at all. We can go back to what um uh, the <coughs> weight loss uh, podcast as well. Like it's not as important what you're doing as much as the, the fact that you're enjoying it. Yeah, you yeah. Pick pick exercises that you actually do enjoy. Yeah, and, and it doesn't seem like it's a chore. It seems like you're just having fun. It doesn't even have to be just going to the gym. You could mix in a bit of team sport, just running, swimming, whatever you prefer. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, a lot of things do get stale. Like as much as I love benching, and I bench twice a week. Okay, no, nah, I don't get bored of benching, but <laughs> 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 bad example. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, some exercises do get boring, like uh, like stretching, for example. It's very easy to, to skip these things, and you know, if you find a fun warm up, some you know something that's easy to do, easy to stick to, then um, yeah, you can you can stick to it a lot easier. Like you know, Ross is doing a creative jaw workout at the moment by eating <laughs> all of these. Finished. It was beautiful. This is this is hardly uh, an effort at all. Mm. Yeah. I find it easier to do b more boring workouts if I'm listening to something entertaining, whether it be music or um, stand-up comedy or even the R&D Sessions podcast. Mm, <laughs> nice. Throw that on while nice I'm plug. warming up. <laughs> well, that, that definitely works. You talked about short and long-term sort of motivations. A, a definite short-term motivation is, is music. 
or something in your ear to distract you. Yeah. And I definitely keep my playlist fresh. Um, you know, always, uh, always looking for new music motivation. Uh, I, I like these Spotify stats at the end of the year and I listen to a lot of music. Because I'm always in the gym. They're great. The um, <laughs> watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for an opening. It's, it's hard. The Spotify at the end of the year that tell you like your top artists, your top 100 songs. They're great. Yeah, so good. Who's on your playlist? Uh, number one is Tupac. You know, <laughs> um, although I'm talking about keeping your playlist fresh. You know, I can get behind that. On deadlift day, it's always good to go old school. <laughs> what, what about you, Ross? Who would you have been number one there? Mate, I'm. Uh, this will show my age. I'm a '90s grunge sort of uh, music. Guy. Can, you, can you name a, a band or an artist? Oh, mate. Hey, all of them. One. Name one. Nirvana. That's probably the ultimate. Excellent. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, anything Chris Cornell I love. Like You and my brother would have exactly the same music taste. 17 years old, he listens to all of that. Yeah. Mm. Nice. That everyone listens to all of that at some point mm. in their life, I think. But um, I just got stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I got stuck on 90s rap. <laughs> they say that about the music. Whatever you listen to in those sort of formative teenage to early 20s years, that's what you listen to mainly for the rest of your whole, your whole life. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah, so you'll be stuck on Miley Cyrus forever, Hal. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Hannah Montana slaps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, on the short term um, motivation, music's actually scientifically proven to um, have a benefit. You know, if you watch the Olympics, all these, you know, when the swimmers come out with their headphones on, you know, even, you know, in watching UFC, different walkouts and things, it's motivating. It is. And, I, you know, when I find music motivating is like if I'm going for a run, if you can hear yourself breathe. If you don't have music, you can hear yourself getting puffed out. It's almost like a psychological thing, like, oh, I'm getting exhausted. But if you throw earphones in and you mm. can't hear yourself getting puffed, it's almost like you just push through it. Mm. I don't know if that's cheating or not, but yeah. maybe I should hear myself like sound like a, <laughs> yeah, sound like a bitch <laughs> while like I'm running. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can I'm, see you're itching I'm too. really enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, music, music's good. There's, there's a lot of other short-term motivations, you know. Uh, uh, like you said, getting a pump just <laughs> just to go out on a Friday night. Like, that might be a good short-term motivation, a legitimate motivation for people to hit the gym. Yeah, 100%. The, my, my, probably my favorite short-term motivation, if I'm feeling like I don't want to train, I'll jump straight on Instagram, straight to the guys that I know are the key guys for me for motivation, and it's guys like Jocko Willink. Dave Goggins, Rogan, yeah. like those guys that are just grinding no matter what. You go to Jocko Willing, ex-Navy SEAL, uh, jiu-jitsu black belt, every day he posts a picture of his watch at 4.30 a.m. He's up training every single day. And it just makes you feel, I don't know, like this guy's doing it every day. He's older than me. He probably does a lot more during the day than me. If he can do it every day, so can I. So I think like who you're following on social, like simple things like who you're following on social media can have a big impact. Yeah. I agree. Like, I'm, I'm same with the opposite there where you go and look up all these guys working out. Oh, I'm going, I'm going straight to chicks in bikinis. Oh, that's, wow. That's my motivation. Nice. I saw Kim Kardashian. What, are you looking for a booty? Looking to get a booty in the gym? Is that your uh, motivation? I'm, I'm or? looking for um, summer, <clears throat> summer motivation, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but on that, you know, there's plenty of good um, motivational influences out there. And um, Dave Goggins, I, I love him. He, he, he got, he's got some real good stuff. You know, his story, he was overweight, um, kicked out of the, the Marines, then um, became an ultra marathon runner. 
lost all the weight and you know one of the best ultra marathon runners around it's those guys that actually do what they they say as well there's plenty of motivational speakers out there yeah. that just they'll they'll do the motivational talk but you never actually see them in action it's those guys like goggins will give a motivational talk while he's on the side of the road running and he's screaming at the camera yeah like how how much like that doesn't motivate you nothing will and you know dave goggins his, his whole thing is get comfortable being uncomfortable you know um I, I read this thing about him he was doing an ultra marathon uh and he his feet were absolutely destroyed with blisters he, he literally shat himself while he was running this and he's just like you know it's it's all up here just ran what? through it yeah Jesus. i was like man this guy's on another planet yeah <laughs> yeah and um but yeah those are the extremes and there's plen- plenty of people to look towards for uh, for some good motivation that's good advice from Duran. So if you're in the gym and you're charging through a set and you need to go to the toilet, just let don't it <laughs> let it go. Yeah, just go with it. Yeah. Oh my god. Is it really worth quitting your workout for just to go for a quick break? That's easily like the most embarrassing thing I've done in a gym is not you know doing that, but like when loading too much on a squat rack or on the leg press and let out a little toot. Oh, yeah. Especially when there are, it's, it's always when other people are around. It's never, you know. It's always when a hot girl's around. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, the saying, uh, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? It's <laughs> applicable in the gym as well. Yeah, true. Well, you're not, not pushing hard enough if that doesn't, that doesn't have you not lifting enough weights. Yeah. I think that's pretty, pretty common occurrence. Do you know who's the king of short term motivation? Who? Michael Jordan. I'm, I know we've all watched The Last Dance, and I, I was really, really fascinated by these mini games that he plays. Um, so I think it was in one of the playoffs games. Um, somebody said, nice game, Mike, because he outscored Mike. Um, somebody in the opposite team. Uh, was that Gary Payton? I can't remember who it was. It might have been Charles Barkley. It might have been... I don't think it was Charles. No, maybe not. But anyway, um, MJ took this and twisted and and he's like, this guy, he, he's t- he took it personally. He's like, this guy outscored me. And he said, nice game, Mike. So he made a game for himself. He made a little game. So... Obviously, the playoffs are seven-game series. Next game, he came back, dropped 40-something points. Um, and, you know, he, and he, he, he held that other guy to single digits, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. I remember that now. I thought he was, it was like a Pacers or he was yeah, a, no, yeah. he was he, a nobody. He was, he was from the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. I guess that comes back to find what motivates you. And he, what motivated him was he had to be the best. Yeah. And, and that's not everyone has to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's finding that motivation. Here's a question for both of you. Do you reckon... Like this sort of mindset, you're born with it or it's definitely trainable? It's definitely trainable, but there are some people who who take it to another level. Like, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, they're, they're, they're on another planet, you know. Or, uh, nobody can achieve that laser focus just, um, you know, by watching um, motivational speakers on Instagram. You know, that's something else, something deeper. Um you know, the search for for whatever, for greatness that they're going through. It's definitely both, though. It's nature versus nurture, mm. which is apparently the, st- the study that we learnt about in university recently. It says it's 30% what, you know, you're born with and 70% you're the product of your environment, which makes sense. But I, I agree there. I think you have to learn it more than you're born with it. I think setting patterns as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's always the how long they say it's like to create some sort of pattern in your life takes three to four weeks. Mm. It's not that long. But it's those first three to four weeks of consistently showing up before it actually becomes routine in your life. Yeah, 21 days to form a habit. There you go. Yeah. It's not that long, really, no, when you look at all. over a lifetime, or even over a year. Mm. 21 days to form a habit. 
Mm. You just got to push through those first 21 days and then you'll start to realize the benefits. Like I think a lot of people need to remind themselves as well, I feel great after I train or after I work out. Mm. Like you know it's just getting going. Mm. And this is another thing I used to say when I was actually training people is you give me 10 minutes. If you don't want to train after 10 minutes, fine, go home. Yeah. But if we're 10 minutes in, pretty much guarantee that most people will continue. Mm-hmm. You might get the occasional person that just goes, no, nah, I feel sick today or whatever, but just commit to the first 10 minutes of a workout. Exactly. And you don't even, it's not, you're not committing to say, oh, I'm going to start working out twice a week or three mm-hmm. times a week, four times a week for the rest of the year. Commit to your first workout. That's if, it. If you hate it, you yeah. hate it, if, but odds are you'll love it. And, and the hardest thing is actually starting, you know, starting anything. Um, Miyamoto Masashi said it best, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Uh, it might have been Confucius, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Same person. I'm pretty sure Mas- Masashi um, said it first. Uh, anyway, you know, it, it is that. Um, it's, you know, when it's winter and you come home from work and you're not really feeling like going to the gym, that's the day you need to go to the gym. Yeah, let's push through it. It is intimidating when you first walk into a gym, depending on the gym environment. And that's another big thing that people are sort of worried about. Is like, oh, I've walked into this big world gym and there's a whole heap of just massive dudes and I'm this skinny guy just starting training. It's, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I've got news for those people. The, peop- the, big, the big guys are too busy looking at themselves in the bloody mirror <laughs> than worrying about some new guy over in the corner doing his exercises. Most people go to the gym for themselves, yeah. not to worry about what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. So I know it's sort of a bit of a self-confidence thing, but... No one's looking at you. Yeah, nobody no one cares about you. No one worries about you. Mm. So don't let that stop you from getting in a gym. Like, I'd much prefer someone in there at least doing something, whether they're, even they're, they're doing the exercises wrong or they are some skinny little kid strati- starting out. That was all – everyone at mm-hmm. some point was every, that person every, starting every out. Person. Yeah, even so, the biggest guy in the gym, you know, he started off lifting weights for the first time at some point. You know? I know, and you'll, you'll probably notice those – those guys that consistently show up, they'll get results quicker than those that sort of a couple of months on, a couple of months off. And I don't know, you get to know those other guys and you get some tips and some, mm. and, and they'll help you and you become friends with them. Mm. And then you're in that community and then it's a lot easier from there. And then yeah. you pass that on to the next generation that you see come through. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's very easy to get demotivated as well in the gym. Um, you know, you might not be seeing results um, straight away and, that's where, you know, a good analogy like brushing your teeth comes in. You know, you brush your teeth every day and you don't really see the results. Like you, your mouth feels fresh, you know, like a workout, you might get a pump. But, you know, what you're really doing is, you know, taking care of your, your teeth and like exercises, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, but mm. actually doing, you know. That's probably the, the other biggest thing where people aren't seeing results. It's a really good point. People don't see results quick enough. Mm. They're too hard on themselves. I should be hitting this goal, I should have lost four kilos this week or I should have put on more muscle than this. Says who? Mm. Says who? Everyone's body is different. Everyone's going to adapt at different rates. Keep showing up. Even if you have a bad week. Yeah. You, you might have got in the gym for the week, but you've, you've eaten bad food for the week. Don't let it beat you up. You didn't waste that week worth of training. You offset what you've eaten, mm. but... Start from fresh again next week. And I think a lot of people beat themselves up over A, not getting results or B, making a mistake in their diet or, or actually missing a day worth of training. Just treat each day as a new day. Start from scratch and keep moving on. 
you'd be surprised as well how quickly it happens. Like you might be training for a year and see no results, which is what happened to me. And then over the course of two months, I, I got stronger and larger than I had the whole 12 months prior to that. When but you started working at Masashi? <laughs> <laughs> I think you get, you get to a certain point, oh shit, you get to a certain point um, as well when you, you see all these results in the beginning and then you, if you are a natura, natural athlete, You'll, you'll hit plenty of plateaus. And there was an old book by Bill Phillips called um, Body for Life. Oh, yeah. My, my book that I've published is called Plateau for Life. <laughs> I think I've plateaued for the last 20 years. <laughs> but you know what? I haven't changed. I've seen people come and go at the gym. I've seen guys get huge and then disappear for six months and you see them walk in skinny again and then they get huge <laughs> and they disappear. You know what? I've stayed the same. Same st- might be the same strength, but I've maintained that for a long period of time through consistency and discipline. You learn to enjoy it. Yeah. You learn to enjoy it and it just becomes part of your life. And One. the thing is, um, you know, it, it's about being true to yourself as well. You know, like uh, when you do slip up on your diet, when you do skip a day, like, you know, everybody's human. But, um, you know, people invent these, um, you know, excuses like we talked about. There's a lot of self-talk that goes into this, you know? It's like how you talk to yourself in your mind. Um, you know, like like me sometimes, you know, if I miss like a, um, a rep in the gym, like, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, you little bitch, just lift this thing, you know? <laughs> but some people are like, oh, I'm never going to lift this, you know? That's like the two ways to to, to approach the situation, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's funny you say that because I wouldn't picture you as something like that, but that is exactly me. If I'm yeah. laying at bed in, at 4.30 in the morning and I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted from the night before, jiu-jitsu might have been hard or whatever. I actually talk to myself and I'm, it's actually a bit out of, it's, it's a bit weird. I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it's, it sounds like hatred. I'm like, get out of bed, you bitch. Like, yeah. what are you doing laying here? Like a lazy, it's probably a bad way to look at it, but it's not. It's getting it's, me out yeah. of bed. It's talking to myself. It's saying, stop making excuses. It's like, you know, because it's, it's tough love. Well, the other voice, you know, that's, is saying, stay in bed, <laughs> you know, don't go to the gym today. That's, you know, th- that's the self-talk that goes on in everybody's head. Everyone. I think the, the people that aren't motivated all the time or disciplined all the time think, oh, that person's just, you know, they're disciplined. They, 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 that's just them. No, every day, every single day I have this conversation in my head. Mm. Every morning yeah. that little guy's there. Oh, it's so comfy and, and uh, <laughs> your pillow feels so good. Just stay here. Just stay here. And then the other guy's like, get out of bed, you bitch. Yeah. Every single day. Mm. Like, it's just... This is why I train in the evening. Because, like, <laughs> my, my pillow guy got a strong voice. <laughs> 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 um, but, um, yeah, you know, like, and there's all kinds of excuses. You know, slip up on your diet. Um, say if you, you know, you, 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 you slip up. It's like, okay, I slipped up today. Let me just binge the rest of the day away, the rest of the week away. Like, you know, there's two ways to look at it. It's like, okay, I slipped up. Let me get back on track. Yeah, get back on track straight away. Because guess what? Everyone slips up as well. Yeah. We, we are all so flawed as humans. And it's easy to look at what's going on on social. Like social media is great for inspiration, but it's also bad for motivation. You can see... So you, someone else that looks so motivated and disciplined and they're constantly lean and they're only posting all their meals that have that weighed out all their macros and you think, oh, that person's got it dialed in. I guarantee that person slips up yeah. constantly. 100%. We all, we all do. We, we all do. Even us, you know, we're trying to talk about this stuff. I 100% slip up. Yeah. I slip up every week. <laughs> 
How do you slip up? Diet mainly? Diet, 100%. By yeah. having five shots of pre-workout at 10 in the morning. <laughs> um, that was fun, but uh, I've slipped up worse. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think um, when it comes to training and, and diet, I see this in a similar sort of lens as martial artists see their martial art. It's, mm. it's not a short-term goal. Like you can set short-term goals, but your goal is to be healthy, strong, fit, Strong mind for life. It's a lifelong journey. Mm. Like you don't get your black belt in a year. It takes 10 plus years to get your black belt. And even when you get to black belt, that's when they say you start learning. Mm. Um, so it's like think of it as a lifelong journey, not as a short-term weight loss goal. That's just the result of you doing this. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of um – victim mentality that goes on as well you know it's like you're either a hero or a victim in in your mind you know you can say ah this guy he's had all the time in the world worked out look at his arms you know he's um you know he's just genetically gifted like that's a victim mentality you know when you when you're um you know you're attributing somebody else's success to you know other factors that you don't even know anything about but then you know you also attribute your own failures to um ah if I had the time, I'd be way more jacked than this guy, you know? I'd be fit. I could be an athlete, but but I never get around to it, you know? Like, and then you end up with this kind of, like, self-hatred for not achieving your goals, you know? Because you you do have this victim mentality. It, that's what you need to escape, you know? that's what, And it's much easier to say so than to do so, you know? Because that's uh, autopilot for a lot of people in society. You are just begging to be interrupted, aren't you? I know. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> I'm doing my best yeah. today. <laughs> I think um, you're spot on again. I, I agree with you. And probably the biggest mistake people make as well is comparing themselves to others. Mm. Compare yourself to the version of you before you started training. Yeah. That's the best way to go. It's like... Skinny. Weird. Yeah. Well, just if you're a better version of who you were when you start first started, then you're already one step ahead. Don't compare yourself to the big guy in the gym or the girl that's always... Like, who cares? Mm. That's their journey. Worry about your journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Couldn't hit a jump shot to save his life. <laughs> yeah, me, me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, say I dunk on you so easily. <laughs> but but yeah, there, there's so many good Masashi um, quotes. You know, at the end of the day, I'm obsessed with Masashi a little bit, right? You guys know this. Um, it's because that lifestyle, that mentality that Miyamoto Masashi had, will never be replicated. You know, people have guns now. Like you never rule the world with martial arts like he did, and. Um, you know, one of the one of the famous quotes is, um, you know, truth is not what you want it to be. It is what it is. You must bend to its power all over life. It you is know, what it is. It is what it is. Miyamoto Masashi invented that <laughs> that phrase. But, um, you know, truth, everybody knows the truth. But, you know, finding the excuses, finding lies, like, you know, white lies telling yourself, oh, it's too cold, uh, you know. Um, you know, am I really getting these results? I'll just skip the gym this week. You know, like they snowball, right? So it's about being true to yourself, verbalizing your goals, you know, staying true to them like that. And look, there is times to rest and there is times yeah, to take course. days off and there is times to cheat on your diet. Like, but get back on the journey, get back on the horse, just keep keep going. I think another thing as well, if you are like a more seasoned trainer and you've been doing this for years, it does things can become stale. We, we mentioned mixing up your workout, but um, tracking your progress. And I know in the powerlifting community, this is huge. Mm-hmm. Like you are constantly tracking workout by workout what you're lifting and you're making tiny incremental adjustments Very each tiny, workout. Tiny, tiny. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, small, like 2.5 kilo um, increments. <laughs> if that, you know, for some people, it's, you know, some, some powerlifters I know have their own one kilo plates in their bags because most gyms don't go low enough. That's how, you know, t- tiny increments um, people are, are working with. And tracking your progress can can be can do wonders for motivation. If you can get to the end of a 10, 12-week um, training program and look back at what you did in week one and see the big difference because it's, it's quite often you forget about how far you've come. Mm. You, you, you're on this journey and you, and you forget. It's so easy to forget where you started. So whether you take photos of yourself or you're logging it in a journal or you are working through a belt system in, in martial arts, look back to where you started and realize how far you've come. And I think another big important thing is reward yourself at certain parts of that journey. Celebrate the success you've had. If you are on a weight loss plan and you've been at it for 12, 16 weeks and you've been very strict, guess what? You've earned yourself a cheat meal. Don't be that crazy person that never has any cheat meal, never rewards themselves. Like celebrate it. Celebrate your little achievements, your little wins. Yeah. You awake, Hal? Yeah. Hal's yawned about 15 times during this podcast. Yeah. Somebody needs some pre-workout shots. I know. Maybe <laughs> the next, next week's game's on you. 100%. <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, we, we covered long-term motivation pretty well, you know, setting goals, um, you know, not having this, um, you know, not finding excuses and things like that. And things like that. But short-term like motivation is, you know, it's a, it's a big thing. And we talked about, you know, Michael Jordan and his mini games, but... Um, and you know the NBA playoffs are on right now. Watching it, uh, watching this, the fourth quarter motivation going on. You know, w- what about some of the other things? You know, like if you have a a little jujitsu fight coming up or something like that. You know, how do you get motivated for that? Well, uh, a grading. I know you've just been uh, <laughs> yeah, graded up to talk to, about that to purple belt. You, I, I, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you you do set little goals for yourself in class sometimes on the days that i'm feeling energetic i will seek out all the people on the mat that i generally struggle with hmm. like if i and some days <laughs> i'll roll with the easiest people on the mat i'm not naming any names um maybe to work different techniques or whatever but there are days that i want to set myself a challenge i'm going to roll with every black belt and brown belt purple belt on the mat I'm going to make this night very challenging. You might get to the end of the night and go, I sucked, I got beat up all night. But eventually you keep sort of working against those people that are better than you. Hmm. You're going to, our coach always says, high tide raises all ships. Hmm. So they're going to lift you up to to their level as well. So seek out those people that know more than you. Hmm. Always be sort of seeking knowledge and learning, be open to learning more things and, that can keep you motivated too. Yeah. And, you know, this this game day mentality, uh, it's it's big. And I, I don't know how many spots we've seen, you know, people crumble mentally on the on the day of, you know, of the, their performance. And um, there's so many factors that go into this. And, you know, the stress of everything. I think um, it comes back to being, being present in the moment, you know, not being overwhelmed by situations. You know, not that I've had, you know, fights and things like that. But, you know, I've lifted weights um you know that you you can drop and you know we watched a video of the guy um stumbling last week with the 400 kilos mm. man and you know um i think you know maybe his mind wasn't i don't want to judge people because you know that there could have been whatever how many factors but um 
you know, like sometimes your, your mind's just not in there. And, you know, you see it in UFC all the time. You know, people, people get broken before the fights. Uh, I guess maybe a good example, um, Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor. You know, Conor McGregor always goes underneath people's skin. And, um, you know, that's, that's just one example of, uh, you know, how he broke him mentally. Yeah, and, and you can compare that to when Conor fought Nate Diaz the first time. Yeah. Nate Diaz is not a guy that can be broken. Yeah. Um, it, it just goes to show you the different different mindsets. And, you know, Jose Aldo is an amazing fighter and mentally one of the toughest guys on the planet. Yeah. It might just be one of those days. Yeah, I think it was because, you know, he came back after and he was like, you know, the know. Old Aldo of old. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has those days. And, you know, um, another Miyamoto Masashi story, uh, he... Uh, he was in one of the biggest battles in, in Japan and he was on the losing side. And usually, you know, if you're on the losing side of a battle, you get executed. Um, he escaped from it and exiled himself to the forest to train because he was so demotivated by this loss. So um, he literally taught himself new saw techniques all by himself and became the greatest warrior of all time. I think there's that element of um, craziness <laughs> in those sort of people as well. Like they're driven by hmm. um, the fear of failure. Yeah. That definitely drives me as well. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Miyamoto Masashi understood this so well in probably his greatest ever battle with um, this guy, Satoshi uh, Kojiro, who was the demon of the Western province, as they call him. Um, you know, he was meant to be the greatest swordsman alive in Japan at the time. Um, Masashi knew he could break his confidence. So uh, Masashi showed up late, um, showed up with the sun behind him um, on a boat um, as he approached the beach where this guy was standing waiting for him. This guy was furious. So he knew he'd, um, you know, charge him first. Um, Miyamoto Musashi threw his sword away and, you know, made it look like he's, like, going to beat him without a sword. What he did was he um, sh- shaved the oar of the boat and hit this guy on the head because this guy's famous for his long, slot, lo- long sword technique. He studied it. Miyamoto studied his technique in and out, you know, knew he'd rush by being infuriated and hit him on the head with the wood. Game over. There's a statue of this fight. Sounds it, like he cheated. Sounds like strategy, <laughs> sounds like strategy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Very much strategy when your life's on the line, whatever goes. Yeah, I mean, if you want to beat a, a sword with a with a piece of wood, <laughs> winning strategy to me. Yeah. What are some like little, a couple of little tricks that you can do if you if you are not motivated? Say, so, say you go home this afternoon, you're feeling tired. Hal's a great example. He just yawned again. Sorry. He's definitely not training tonight. Yeah, I am. <laughs> what can we do? We talked about supplements in the last episode. Pre-workout's a good start. It is. Yeah. If you you have a pre-workout half an hour later, you could you can be in a completely different mindset. They're the days that I use pre-workout. On the days that I'm not feeling so motivated, it can kick you into gear. A bit of caffeine and and whatnot. Yeah, and you know, um, even for some of <laughs> some people I know, um, you know, who are about the aesthetic, um, you know, getting some new gym shoes and some you know gym clothes and things. That's the motivation to go flex at the gym if if that's what you're after. Um, you know, getting a new program, that's motivation. Um, you know, just watching some YouTube videos before the gym, like all of that picks you up real quick. I used to do that. I used to watch like old school bodybuilding videos, like Jay Cutler's video before I went to the gym <laughs> to get me... Um, what do you mean used to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it anymore. Uh, I just watch NBA highlights, but some posters. Yeah, it gets you pumped up. Yeah. For me, music can get you... Like if you're listening, if you're in a shit mood yeah. or you don't want to go to the gym... Throw on some of your favorite tunes. Watch your mood changed instantly. Yeah. Get up and move while you're listening to some music, and boom, 
completely different mindset instantly. Yeah. And just like leg swings or like shoulder rolls and things like just that. Just get any movement. Yeah. Get yeah. your body moving. Yeah. You know, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Just just start doing something and then, you know, the, it, it'll roll into a full-on workout. Was that another Masashi quote? No, that was me. Um, write it down. 20, 2020. <laughs> My last gripe. This is a gripe actually. And it, and it comes down to motivation, but in the gym. Put your phone away. For goodness sake, people can be so distracted by their phone. Darren's doing it right now. Yeah, look. No, I'm just looking for some more quotes. <laughs> <laughs> people can be so, become so distracted with their phone in between sets that they lose the momentum of their workout. You watch people, they'll start out strong and then, ten, then they'll pick up their phone. The rest in between sets is getting longer. Ah, they end up messaging a friend. But they cut the rest five minutes between sets. <laughs> cut their workouts short. I, I agree, though. Like, it is tougher for powerlifters <laughs> in between sets, but that's when you should be sort of working on other stuff. Yeah, mm. I guess, yeah. But I always set, like, a timer, like, two or three minutes, and then I can just go on my phone, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for days. But then, you know, um, I guess we're talking about all this good motivation. There's another extreme of getting too deep into it, you know? Like, we see these bodybuilders that go over the top and become, you know, addicted to... Um, to size and you know this body um bodybuilding you know dysmorphia. body dysmorphia yeah yeah so you know it, it, these guys look in this look at themselves in the mirror and always think that they're small even though they're perfectly jacked mm. that's that's a weird thing i've never understood that like you, you you can be critical of yourself but not to the point where you're actually putting yourself down like yeah so you know this motivation it it's it's a it's a fine line and it's very easy to get uh, over over motivated and you know it happens with diets all the time people go a bit crazy and you know it can have do more harm than good sometimes agreed balance. anything else you want to bring up balance is important you know it is yeah no, i'm happy no good cool. got any listener questions this week we do have a couple of listener questions let's hook in let's first one from alex walker uh he says last episode you mentioned that creatine is unstable in water uh, is that the same for beta alanine, carnitine, and glutamine? Um, beta alanine, carnitine, and glutamine are pretty stable compared to creatine and water. You know, they'd, um, they'd be safe for um, 24 hours as long as, you know, you're not, uh, uh, if you leave this liquid in the fridge, for hmm. example. Last time I asked you a question about creatine, then you kind of didn't answer, which was you say that it, it, it's unstable in water, but for how long? Like, I know you said based on the pH, the water. The, it, it, there's a lot of factors that can affect this. Typical tap water, filtered or unfiltered, yeah. how long will creatine stay fine for? A couple hours? Is that all right? Um, yeah, a couple hours is all right. Yeah. I, I was talking more about re specifically ready-to-drink beverages. That's why you don't yeah. see creatine okay. in a lot of things because it can't exist in water for that long because it gets converted to this thing called creatinine. Okay. Beta-alanine, glutamine, these things are you know water-soluble amino acids and uh, tend to be stable for a bit longer. Cool. So just to, if I was going to go to the gym and have a shake with um, creatine in it three hours late after I mix it? I would say even eight hours would be perfectly fine for okay. creatine. Sweet. Uh, next question is from Fred Watkins. Who would win in an arm wrestle, Ross or Duran? 100% Duran. He's a powerlifter. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the rotator cuff of like a 80-year-old man as well. Oh, no. I've got the worst shoulders from grappling and lifting weights for so long. No. Darren would annihilate me. I'm terrible. You know, in physics, arm wrestling is about torque, right? And torque mm. is force times distance. Mm. So your forearm length determines your arm wrestling skills a lot. Mm. And nice. 
Yeah, it's about three inches long. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um arm wrestling is dangerous. I've seen too many arm wrestling videos where it goes wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I just don't arm wrestle anymore. No. For that, I just don't want to get injured. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody challenges me to arm wrestle. I'm like, nah, nah, let's just do push-ups. That's <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I'll do an arm wrestle with people's weak arm. Yeah. The left arm, but um, yeah, no, nah. I, I don't fancy my chances against the one of the New Zealand's best powerlifter. Yeah, there's um, there's this cool spot uh, arm wrestling, and um, you wear a boxing glove on the other hand. You can punch the guy while you're arm wrestling. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. It's yeah. uh, combat combat arm wrestling. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah. there's that other one now where they stand at the table and. They yeah. slap they slap each other. That is amazing. I'm That's so that. good. Yeah. There are a couple of ones which like this. Should, we should do like one of those. Some, some yeah. skinny guy. Yeah. All right. You and me. Dear <laughs> You got hands about that big. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna mess with your hands. Yeah. Give me some talcum powder. I can <laughs> whip out a pump slap over here for you. Now. <laughs> Have we um we got a famous athlete quote? We do. Need to get this up real quick. We have some sports news as well if you want to touch on that. But um, let's this is the sports news first. Okay. okay. Sports news first. Um, first of all, some bad news again in the media. Usain Bolt has tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Mm. You know, can't run away from COVID no matter how fast <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, but uh, apparently he's okay. But yeah. he had a surprise birthday party and he caught it there. Really? Oh, yeah. So he'll be just fine. Uh, maybe we'll see. Pretty much every athlete that's had it has been fine. Yeah. Pretty much everyone that's had it, yeah. no. it's been fine, it, unless you're over whatever. No, no, no. I know lots of people that are pretty, pretty badly mm. affected by it. There's a lot of athletes that have got it though. Yeah. Obviously, they're all yeah. Players. Yeah. Well, they're all on top of each other. They're in yeah. Paul Paul Pogba from Man United just tested positive. You know, Man United's best player as well. There's a fighter in the UFC on the weekend. Um, mm. He got pulled out a day before the fight or the day of the fight because he got it. it did, yeah. That's a shame. I think it's going to be around forever, man. Mm. I think mm. we'll probably start to cancel it out of, <laughs> out of our news. It's like becoming mm. so common and so mm. frequent. I'm waiting for one of us to get it. Yeah. Who do you reckon is going to be first to get it out of us three? Definitely Hal. He's going to these super spreader parties in the week. Oh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> super yeah. spreader parties. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be responsible. You are. You're a very responsible young man. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> next, next piece of news: um, NBA players they've been boycotting uh, the playoffs after the recent Jacob Blake shooting. Yeah, but they're back now. Um, yeah, you know. They, what? Yeah. Well, they're using you know their platform for a message. Um, you know, the NBA has allowed everybody to put these uh, customized messages on the back of their jerseys, and you know, I guess yeah, they feel you know empowered. Uh, and you know, what, how else can you get? message across that you know they disagree with what's happening in society then mm. you know using all your cards and not playing here's a question you two are basketball fans mm. big basketball fans do they should they do it on the court should it be brought into the sport yes or should they be using their own platforms outside of the game to get their message across these guys are all high profile regardless yeah, yeah. they can say anything outside of the game and they'll still get probably the same media coverage mm. do they need to wear it on their jerseys or on their helmets or does yeah. Does it need to cross over into sport, or should sport just be about sport? I, th I think it should. It should be about yeah. sport. I think so. I mean, um, do you think it should be just about sport? No, no, no. Oh. I think I think it should be involved in the sport. Yeah, and you know, Nelson Mandela has. I'm whipping out all the quotes today. He has a very good quote about you know, sport has the ability to you know communicate to everybody, has the ability to communicate to young kids, has the ability to 
you know, transcend all barriers, you know, racial, social, political. Sports were a very powerful device. And, you know, in like 1995, when the world, uh, when apartheid ended, um, um, the Springboks were used to unify South Africa because, you know, it was the first like multicultural team, you know, previously it was only, um, you know, no non-whites were allowed to play for the Springboks back in the day. And then, you know, once they made it a multicultural team, won the World Cup in 95, it was a big, de- big deal. And, you know, Nelson Mandela used it as, uh, as a way to uni- unite the whole country. It's definitely a way to get that sort of global um, mainstream appeal, appeal yeah. and, and, and focus and spotlight on it. Sports where people go to escape all that bullshit, though, True. don't you reckon? Like it, as much as I agree with supporting of, yeah. of, of that movement, sports where people go to get away from that shit. True. Like they just want to focus on the sport, switch off and watch their favorite basketball player play basketball. Do they yeah. really want to hear their political views? Their, like, mm. right, like, like well, I feel like the lines are being blurred a bit too much now. Like, that's and like it seems to happen a lot in basketball. Sorry. No, that's me interrupting you there. So well, there you go. Yeah. Have a bar. <laughs> don't, you, don't you dare. <laughs> you did well. I thought you'd be like five bars in by now. I, I agree. You've done yeah. a very good job. But it's it's like saying, you know, people want to get away from it. But the players can't get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, what's, what has happened, though, is so the one game or the one game that each team uh, boycotted, uh, the owners have committed collectively $300 million pledging towards uh, this Black Lives Matter movement. And the players, they have this agreement that if anything stops, then they won't play anymore. So to those people who are saying that only one game wouldn't make a difference, it has made a difference, Yeah, which is good. Um, more news. Mm-hmm. Messi has decided to leave Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, biggest. I never thought he'd ever leave. I thought, you know, he'd, he started his career there and he'll end it there. But... Mm. The time has come. Where do you think he'll go? Well, you know, I hope Man United, but the chances are extremely low of that happening. I heard Man City was up yeah, there. Yeah, Man City's probably, you know, his old coach, Pep Guardiola's there. His buddy, Sergio Aguero's up there. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I heard he's um, replacing Cameron Smith at the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's I, another guy that there's been a lot of talk about recently. He's been there forever. It's basically, it's crazy that Cameron Smith and Messi are, you know, the greatest of all times in their respective codes. I know. In a very similar situation. You think that, that Cameron Smith's the greatest of all time? hundred percent. What about Darren Lockyer? Great. Yeah. Yeah. But Cameron Smith's been at that high level for such a long time and is still at that high level. Yeah. Is, is could go on for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the guy is... And he's never, he's rarely been injured. Hmm. Like I know he cop, cops some shit. He's pretty vocal in the game, but what a great leader. Yeah. Look at what the Storm have done yeah, since look, he's been there. It's, yeah, I don't think anybody's in his, on his level right now that okay. you could argue with. And I think the biggest argument there is Lockyer came up under some greats at the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, like you look who was there before Lockyer mm-hmm. and, and he was able to sort of grow and become a great. But um, Cameron Smith, he created the Melbourne Storm. No, he, yeah. he is the Melbourne Storm. Mm-hmm. I would hate to see him go anywhere else. Yeah. But it's up, it's up to him. He's earned the right to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And, you know, that's what they're saying about Messi as well, you know. Agreed. The best player in the world. You know, maybe the second best because I think Ronaldo's the best. But, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, you know, uh, what a time to be alive to see the two greatest of all time do it. And, you know, it's never going to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Um, but wherever Messi goes, it's, it's going to be good. It can, might come back to motivation. He yeah. might be at that point in his career where he needs a, a, something different. 
Mm. A different club, different coaches, different players surrounding him, different just to create that spark again. I mean, what is left for these guys to achieve? I don't know if I was talking to you about it the other day. When you get to that level and you've earned that much money and you never have to play the game again, what drives these guys to keep playing? Yeah, I, I honestly think that you know Messi and Ronaldo wouldn't be as good as they are if both of them weren't around. Because you know this debate, who's the greatest, has been going on their whole careers. Because I don't know if you know, but you know each of them have won the Ballon d'Or, the best player in the world, um, for the past ten years. It happens a lot in different yeah. sports. Like it, it usually creates another, like a, a rivalry, and you, mm. you see it a lot in tennis with Federer and mm. Nadal and Djokovic. Like, would those get guys be as elite as they are if they didn't have a, a rival there or someone pushing them or driving them or a competitor? Yeah, you know, know there's well back to our main topic of the inter- there's intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation, right? Some people are motivated by the competition. Some people are motivated by what's within. You know. Mm. And, you know, different people respond to different motivations. True. Nice. Yeah. Any other sports? Yeah, more from the world of football. Uh, Manchester United captain Harry Maguire uh, was arrested in Greece or by the Greece undercover police, but he mistook it for a kidnapping, apparently. Yeah, so uh, he tried to bribe them. What happened? Uh, well, basically, he, he said somebody drugged his sister, so they got in a fight. And um, then he got arrested, then he tried to bribe the cops. And uh, his trial's going on right now. But apparently there was a mistrial. So uh, mm. he, he was charged and they reversed it. So right. it's crazy. Um, you know, he's like, you know, one of the, um, the guys you would expect us to have to. He's one of the good guys, you know. And, you know, his defensive partner, Victor Lindelof, who's, you know, both of them paid the back for Man United. Um, he stopped a robber in Sweden. He, he stopped a robbery. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. You, he's probably the one that you think would be. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the more aggressive of the two. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, That's well. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our last bit of news was uh, just recapping Tim Zoo knocking off Jeff Horn on Wednesday night. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Shout out to Tim Zoo. We uh, we met Tim on the Masashi stand at the recent or the last fitness expo last year. He had to go to the punching machine. What wow, what an awesome performance. Like yeah. two great competitors in the world of Australian boxing. Mm. Jeff Horn, obviously at the end of his career, Tim Zoo sort of coming into the prime of his career put on a bit of a clinic though yeah i'm you know i i wasn't following the build-up too closely and then i was like oh jeff jeff on will win right like you know <laughs> these like you know run the gauntlet as they say yeah but you know i, I was wrong i was watching it i was like well this dude is good yeah mm. tim zoo obviously like if he's half as good as his dad he's gonna be a world champion mm. um but he he's he is I was impressed, like the level of professionalism, how calm he stayed throughout the fight. Um, just, just seems to have a good head on his shoulders for someone that young. Yeah, and that's that's the makings of a of a future champion. And he's so quick. Oh, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Mm. That was a good fight. Mm. That's all for sports news. Sweet, we got a uh, mystery athlete quote. We do. We've um. The reason I wanted to do this after sports news is because we already mentioned him. <gasps> So a bit of a hint. Okay. Okay. Um, Kobe. (coughs) (laughs) I I start early and I stay late, day after day, year after year. It took me 17 years and 114 days to become an overnight success. Usain Bolt. (sighs) Kobe. Nope. I haven't mentioned Kobe. (laughs) Uh Mm, Who did we mention? Harry Maguire. Nope. Um, Um, Messi. There we go. Oh, oh took probably. Long enough. 
No, we should have said it in a Spanish accent. I would have got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that, that actually relates well to today, mm, like yeah. the, what we were talking about as far as mindset and motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's an overnight success. You don't see everything that goes in behind the scenes, the years and mm. years and years of just grinding. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, some people. You know, there's an age-old debate: is it you know? Um, genetics that made made you good is it you know hard work that made you good often it's a combination of both you know the best of the best um do have both you know like usain bolt you know he didn't wake up the fastest man in the world but he had some good genes that you know made him made him get the most out of his training so hal was born the tallest guy in the world though i heard that (laughs) yeah hal was born taller than his mother (laughs) (laughs) Born. I don't know. Have you got a Masashi quote for us this week? Um, I do. Hang on. Before you start, I think, I think you need some uh, nice Japanese flute music to accompany (laughs) your quote. Yes. Oh, I love this. (laughs) Now, now bring it down a notch, everyone. So, um, actually, before the quote, I've got some some nice books to recommend on mindset and motivation. Musashi, The Way of Walking Alone. The Book of Five Rings, which we get all of our quotes from. Um, Where you get all the quotes from. And then, you know, if you want to really go into some deep deep stuff, Marcus Aurelius Meditations, good book. It's actually the personal diary of the Emperor of Rome. (sighs) Never meant to be, uh, you know, read by others. So, it's really deep thoughts. Really? On, you know. On stoicism, how to remain unaffected by your situation. But this has turned into Oprah's book club. Yeah, the the Musashi quote of the day: "There's nothing outside of yourself that can ever enable you to get better, stronger, richer, quicker, or smarter. Everything is within. Everything exists. Seek nothing outside of yourself. Absorb it. Take Love it in. Listen to that flute. What do you, what Good do you stuff do? there. So true. Yeah." You know, everything is within, you know, every, everything you ever wanted is on the other side of your, you know, your, your fears, your, um, your apprehensions, your, you know, on the other side of the wall of motivation. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Music's putting me to sleep. Hell's asleep already. Off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I, I think we, we talked a bit today about external motivations, but truly the true motivation comes from within. Yeah. You know, you have to want it. You have to, and you can't fake it, you know. Be true to yourself. Be true to your training. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to end the podcast. I agree. A- anyone got any listener questions, throw them at us on Instagram, DM, or podcast at masashi.com, or just DM Diren direct, yep. or Hal, <laughs> <laughs> Hal the intern. Anything else, boys? Are we out? I think that's it. Check out the book of five ranks. Mm-hmm. Awesome book. Yeah, Cheers. Well, See you next episode. <laughs>